Netflix has just released its final season of Rain, the Scandinavian post-apocalyptic survival dystopian drama psychological thriller science fiction coming of age story about Rain. I didn't know that this was its final season. Yeah. There was only six episodes this season. There were only six episodes last season and eight episodes in the first season. But you watched the first episode of the last season, and we're here to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, this episode started off really weirdly um, because it only had like a minute intro and then went into the actual intro. But what ends up happening is we see two people kind of going crazy um, while like this whole entire town is in a frenzy. Like there are a ton of people out on the streets just like yelling and screaming. And this couple misses their bus, and the man starts freaking out. He's like, oh, no, that's the last bus we missed. And then the woman's like, well, there might be another one. And he's like, no, there's there's no way. We, we missed the last one. And right after that, he gets hit by a bus, and it goes into the intro. And it reminded me a lot of the Mad Kim Lessons Learned music video, where she gets hit by the end um, by a bus. And it was, like, pretty shocking. So I was kind of interested from that point going on. So this sounds a lot like what Umbrella Academy did at the beginning of this season, where it had a high-intensity scene to try to like pull in some more of the audience and keep them entertained. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't nearly as long as the Umbrella Academy intro was, or as nearly like had as much of a budget, but yeah, it was a pretty intense scene. So. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I wanted to do before you got into the specifics of the rest of the episode was give you sort of the pitch of the series, so maybe it makes a little bit more sense. Okay. So there's this rain-carried virus that was created in a lab, and it has wiped out nearly everybody in Scandinavia. And six years after it originally happened, uh, you had these Danish siblings, Rasmus and Simone, who've been living in a bunker, and originally they were living with their mom and their dad, but their dad left, and her, their mom died. Uh, And they join this group of young survivors and then they go out on like these quests to sort of either find a cure or find other people that aren't trying to kill them. And so the first two seasons, there was a lot of interpersonal, emotional type background to these characters. And I just wanted to ask you, based on some other type of shows that you've seen, whether or not this compares favorably or not. So for something like The Society, which was also produced by Netflix and was released in the last year, it's very similar in the Lord of the Flies aspect, where you have this group of young people, but does it do a good job of presenting a story? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it does a fine job presenting a story. This is definitely more character-driven than The Society or a lot of these, like, young teenage novel-like TV shows. Give me an example. Like, Rasmus and uh, Simona, they both have a ton of like emotional scenes in this episode where they're just like screaming at each other and you really get to see the inner demons that um that Simona is working with but also that Rasmus has because he has this weird like black power that he can sometimes kill people with it's shown in um like a flashback yeah so the background on that is that he was in the bunker and his father was actually testing a cure on him he was supposed to be the cure to the rain Mm -hmm. virus but he ended up becoming a carrier to it when he injected it himself with the virus and he's always had it within him so he can actually infect people i guess by will and then he also infects himself later on again with some sort of uh other strain of the virus yeah and he's in a cage for like the whole entire episode who's had who has him in a cage 
um, Sten, there's this guy who keeps meeting him. He's the villain of the season, I think. His name is Sten, and he's kind of talking to him about their plan. And their plan essentially is to, uh, like, affect everyone with the virus. Yeah, so Apollon are the bad guys of this series because they started off as a paramilitary scientific research group that was trying to create a cure to superbugs, but ended up creating this virus and releasing it to the whole, like, I guess... Um, this part of Scandinavia because they built a wall around it and now they're using it as sort of a testing center for a weapon. Yeah and we see the wall in this episode that actually takes up the first half of it where we see that um, Martin, uh, Patrick, uh, Fee who's uh, pregnant and then Simone and Kira who actually used to be a part of the Avalon um, initiative before I guess she like kind of realized what they were doing was wrong. Yeah at the end of one of their seasons they were able to escape the Apollon like headquarters and they met up with a bunch of ex-scientists and that is where they met Jacob and Jacob was like the main lead in trying to get Rasmus cured but then Rasmus ends up infecting a bunch of them and killing them all wow yeah Yeah. (laughs) and the only person who sees this happen is Sarah oh okay So so that's how Sarah and Rasmus end up bonding together Rasmus kind of has a thing going where because he spent six years just kind of by himself with his sister that he falls in love with like every girl that he meets oh okay yeah, yeah. so he met this girl named beatrice in the first se- series or first season, season yeah. that died and then in sarah who's very sick but they they're also i guess in love yeah and i know that sarah dies i think in the probably the finale of the last episode but what ends up happening in this episode is that Faye and Simone, they want to make it on the other side of the wall just to kind of see what's going on, but that's illegal um, inside the wall because, again, it's run by Apollon. Also, I think they have the virus in them right now. Like, there's this uh, pill that encapsulates the actual virus, and if they leave the wall, then they get infected immediately. Yeah, and I was wondering about that because there was a line in here where someone says, Faye and Simone are the only ones with capsules in their bodies. They're our only hope, and I was wondering what that meant, and I think that that's the pill that you're talking about exactly yeah but uh Faye and Simone they try to go uh into the other side of the wall in this underground like layer like that should leave them out um but what ends up happening is Simone like sets off an alarm um and unintentionally un- uh, yeah unintentionally got it and Faye can't go with her because there are these like <laughs> science fiction bars where like if you touch him you get hurt by him so mm-hmm. Faye tries it's to go it's pretty astonishing that in a post-apocalyptic society that where everything is desolated that they're still able to create such yeah like, sci-fi type yeah things. like like they had like computer graphics and like visions that like were all blue and just very high budget so it was, it was strange but uh, Simone is able to make it to the other side but she's kind of taken aback by what she sees because she sees that like this place which was Scandinavia I think she there's no one alive it's filmed in Denmark and Sweden but yeah yeah but there's no one alive and there's even like houses that say help on them and like so she's just kind of taken aback and then she gets caught by Apollon and is taken to her brother and that's where we get the high emotional scenes where uh rasmus is trying to get his sister to stay he's like we're gonna infect everyone but it's all going to be okay and he's can... basically eaten the kool-aid that um or drank the kool-aid that uh sten has been yeah. feeding him he, he's been manipulated and uh and she's like you're talking crazy like there's no way we can do that it's gonna kill a ton of people and he's like no no, no it's going to be fine but i need you to stay with me 
Um, and then by the end of the episode, she basically says, I can't do that. That, that would just be murdered all these people. And he, he like turns crazy and like all the black stuff in him, like starts coming out and he's like, just going crazy inside yeah, his cage. People have mixed reactions with Rasmus. Some people are fans of him. And then a lot of people think that he's annoying. Did you have a favorite character that you were? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, there was this character named Gene who was just kind of sad the whole episode. He doesn't say much, but you can tell he's incredibly smart. I think he was evil. He's, he's sad because uh, Lay died. Yeah, His Lay girlfriend. died, and he said Sarah died, and I think he blames Rasmus for it. There's a little line he says about that. But he was cool because he just kind of didn't do much throughout the whole entire episode, but like you could tell he was smart with what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Some other people that are on the show, you were mentioning Patrick before, right? Yeah, Patrick and Martin. Okay. They're, they're the two yeah, guys. Patrick, he uh, has been compared to a Jesse Pinkman type of character. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he in the episode, like they tried to make him cool by giving him a couple fight scenes, but they seemed kind of cheesy. Yeah. He just kept knocking people down and then like... And then Martin's character is, I think, primarily people's favorite because even with the writing, he's still able to come across, I guess, as a leader type. Yeah, and he he was in the episode. Basically, People don't like his backstory, though. I'll get into that in a few minutes. What happens in the episode is um, once Simone is captured and Fee is captured, uh, the others figure out about it. So Gene is left back because they feel like he's a liability, but Patrick... Uh, Martin and Kira are all going to go in and try to capture uh, Faye and Simone so they can bring him back. Um, so they basically uh, use Kira's old suit that she had when she worked for Apollon, acted like uh, Patrick and Martin were prisoners, and then Oh, the old, I caught them in the backyard, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I'm yeah. just going to bring them in to and the, the boss. There was a funny scene where Martin and Patrick, they find Faye, and they start knocking out a ton of nurses because they think that they're going to hurt Faye, but they were really just trying to help her baby, so after they knock out everybody, they're like, no, <laughs> Faye was like, no, they were here to help me, and then they were like, oh, well, we kind of kind of screwed up on that front but the climax of the episode comes where simone does escape apollon and she brings herself to this bridge but she's cornered on both sides by uh, apollon security guards and rasmus comes out and is like you're not going to jump like there's no way you're not going to survive this fall and so rasmus is again working for apollon yeah and it's done at this point and then she's like well screw you and then she falls and everyone kind of is at their own separate place when they're like taking on apollon security guards and sees it and it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be really emotional. And then everyone, for the most part, gets captured, except for Gene, who's left out, so he might be the savior, who knows. But that's kind of where the episode leaves off. Did they talk at all about a cure? Uh, Only when Rasmus was talking about his cure, which wasn't really a cure. Yeah, but not anything that Simone was working on? Because in the previous season, Alay had really risked her life and died by helping Simone try to create a cure. No, I, I didn't get any of that. Okay. And one of the things that people don't like about Simone's character is that she was a teenager when she was in the bunker. And when she came out of the bunker, she's just been part of this group. But apparently she's a more brilliant scientist (laughs) than all the pre or post-grad scientists that had been working on this thing since the whole rain epidemic had begun. Yeah, she didn't really show any, like, this isn't, I'm not saying that the character is badly ran or anything, it's just in this episode she didn't show anything that really showed her to be, like, smart. Alright, so let me compare it to some other shows and see if what you think, because we started with The Society, what do you think if I were to say 
the 100. The 100? Um, I haven't really seen the 100 episode, but just based off what I know from doing the research, I say that this maybe ranks a little bit above that. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, because when I first saw this, I was like, oh, this, <laughs> this doesn't seem like it's going to be great. But it, it ended up being okay in the end. All right, and then how about Between? Do you remember that show? That was about yeah, all yeah. those people who like, yeah, died I, who were <laughs> above a certain age. I'd say I'd rather watch any episode than another episode Between. Okay. <laughs> It did just borrow from Lost a lot because it takes the backflash element. Every episode has a backflash of one character, but the way that uh, it's been reviewed says that it doesn't do it as effectively. The other thing that it has in common with Lost is the uh, Apollon Initiative and the Dharma Initiative yeah. uh, are very similar to me because they're both like in the background and s- partially evil. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, Apollon is definitely evil, and I would say Dharma is too. Yeah, yeah, but the thing about Apollon was that their dad, Simone's dad, worked for the Apollon Initiative originally, and I think originally it wasn't supposed to be evil. It just became super evil over uh, time. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then we have The Walking Dead. And remember in the first season, the whole Walking Dead premise was about finding a cure? Yeah. I feel like if they continued on that storyline, that it would become something like Rain, where the whole series is kind of based on people getting sick and people fighting whether or not they should even yeah. be looking for a cure. The, the weird thing about The Walking Dead was that like they really abandoned after season four the whole entire cure thing. They were just kind of like, this is our thing now. Where this ep- where this show, I can definitely tell they're like trying to at least end it in some sort of either good way or bad way. Yeah, well this show also had a cannibal storyline where there was a group that was had turned cannibalistic. Jeez, I didn't see any So that was like The Walking Dead in yeah. that sense. And then uh, it's not the first time the weather has been turned against you in a post-apocalyptic world. In the Netflix thing, Bird Box, right? Oh, yeah, there's Bird Box. I was going to bring up The Mist from uh, Stephen yeah. King. Yeah, and then you have The Happening, uh, <laughs> one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, and it's kind of a risky thing to do because usually there's never been like a super acclaimed thing that's done it. It's usually gotten uh, negative right. reviews in that. And case. The, the weird thing about using the rain is that I feel like it would just—I mean, I feel like it would get everybody, no matter who you are. Well, like, that's that's one thing that is kind of interesting. So there are actually millions upon millions of viruses in and bacteria that is transferred in the rain. Oh yeah, I mean, before you go into that, may I just say, it was kind of actually at some points hard to watch just by what kind of we're going through now because you saw like how much the virus had done, but, but go ahead. Yeah, the, uh, one thing that has been recommended about the show is that it's beautiful in the way that they've spent so much time on the choreography yeah, and how everything the, looks pretty amazing. There was a lot of drone shots and a lot of nice shots of the forest. It, it was shot pretty well. Yeah, but I just wanted to go into the science a little bit Apparently, the atmosphere has a layer about 8,000 to 10,000 feet above the sky, kind of right below where airplanes fly. And they, it deposits, like again, millions of like particles of bacteria and viruses through air, dust, and water droplets. Right. And then these viruses can only be effective if they find a host. So usually, they're actually harmless. And if we swim through like the sea, we are actually ingesting like 30 million viruses as we're doing that, but it doesn't really play an effect on us. Right, yeah, and also it's um, good for the balance of like our ecosystem and stuff. So it, there's nothing crazy about the idea of viruses spreading across the skies, but there is the, I, there's never been like one that actually affects you 
to the point where you get sick sick yeah. and the whole like, world gets sick like sick. Insane. Like insane, yeah. Yeah, COVID-19 is not going to be infecting you from the sky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some interesting parts about the series creators that I thought were worth noting. Um, originally, when they cast everybody, they wanted to make sure everybody was prepared for filming. Right. And so I have three different scenarios of what they might have done, and I need you to guess which one actually was was done okay so the first one is that the whole cast went on a 24-hour survival trip with two military vets (laughs) or the second one is that they all designed their own umbrellas or the third one is that they did their first read through in the rain oh okay so umbrellas like because the rain um wow those are three pretty good options uh and one of these is true you're saying yes i would say that they Doing it in the rain, I feel like your scripts would just kind of get, like, really wet. So I'm not so sure about that. They just need a sleeve, like a little, like, paper sleeve. <laughs> they made their own umbrellas as, like, a society type thing, but I'm going to go with that one. Well, it's actually the first one. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, they all went on a 24-hour expedition with two military vets. They weren't allowed to bring their cell phones. That's cool. And they had nothing to eat or drink, and they had to navigate the forests and then make their own fires and such. Wow, that reminds me of a Cartoon Network show where they kind of did the same thing, but yeah. They made the actual people It was a live action, and it was like a survivor type thing where they were in the forest, and they had to find their own food and stuff. Yeah. Um, Then there was another one where uh, everyone who dies in this show by the actual rain or the virus, um, they have to, and then I have three responses here, either watch a choreographed dancer that shows the proper way to convulse when getting infected <laughs> so that they're like, yeah, able right. to do it, right? right. Yeah. Uh, number two, keep it secret from the rest of the cast to get their honest reactions. Okay. Or number three, they get two, or they have to um, receive two episodes extra pay according to Danish TV law. Oh, see, this is difficult because I was going to say two, no doubt, but you do see um, Sarah, I believe, in this episode by the very end, and she, like, does come back for a small little cameo that Rasmus kind of bonds with her with. So I'm going to go with the last one just because of that. The correct answer is also the first one. Watch a choreographed dancer show them how to properly convulse and what muscle groups are going to be seizing up when they get infected with this virus. Right, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so those were pretty crazy. Um, But let's get to what I want to say is the negative part of this show. A lot of people don't like this show. It does not have that great of reviews. And there are some pretty good reasons why from what I was reading. I will say, like, I was fine with this episode, but I probably would not watch the rest of the series because I wasn't that intrigued by it. Yeah. Um, The show itself the creators were very um, honest when they said that they borrowed from Hunger Games, they borrowed from The Road and Lord of the Flies. All of those inspired this script. Yeah. But the problem with the script is that though it may sound fine, the pitch might sound fine by itself, when it's actually implemented on TV, if the characters aren't acting logically and they're making dumb and short-sighted decisions that get a lot of people killed, including their own mom apparently in the first episode, these two kids uh, who play Rasmus and Simone, they're not the late, later on actor and actress who play them. But Is they, this in a flashback? It, yeah, it's in the first episode. When After the father leaves, before he comes back, there's like knocking on the door. 
and the mom's like, don't answer it. It's not your father. And the kids answer it anyways. And the mom ends up having to like run out there and tackle the, the person who's infected, getting herself infected and dying to save her kids, which never would have had to happen if those stupid dum-dums had not opened the door. Yeah, there was, there was like a similar scene that happened in this episode where it was also a flashback and there's a knock on the door and I think Rasmus is with like this old guy and I was like, don't open the door and the old guy kind of opens the door and then gets shot by three people and then Rasmus kills him with his black power. So I wonder if that was a parallel to that or not. Yeah, maybe. The, the other thing is that there's, it, it's not just the pilot but apparently throughout the entire show, there are just things that people do which make no sense. For instance, why wouldn't there be a camera in the bunker, first of all, yeah. so that they can see what's outside them? If it's been created by the Apollon like initiative, you yeah. think that they would have had a little forethought? It's not like that's new technology to have, um, especially if you have those bars that you were talking about later on, which yeah. are super sci-fi. Um, you have people standing indoors while it's raining, that's been a big like controversy in the show because everybody was afraid of the rain for the first like season and a half right, yeah. before they realized it could no longer affect them. So they would literally wait out rain, but they would stand in the doorway and just let like particles hit them because you know that's yeah, what's going to happen right, yeah. if you're sitting in there. Course, there's, yeah. there's a thing called wind, guys. And uh, then they also act homicidal like when someone steps in a puddle. Like <laughs> it's fine to stand in the doorway, but if you step in a puddle, you're screwed. Um, and they actually kill people for it. Yeah. And then there's not a lot of waterproof clothing being worn, and a lot of the decisions the actual characters make just don't go along with the decisions they've made earlier or are true to the actors uh, the themselves. Yeah. yeah, there's just a lot of stupidity that guides the plot. I imagine, like, kind of, even though they gave reasoning for it, I imagine Rasmus was probably one of those characters that was like, we, we have to act logically and not get ourselves infected, and now he is just I don't think he down. is. I think Rasmus has always kind of been emotional with stuff. Oh, like, when okay. Beatrice died... Um, the showrunners later on said that it was him having sex with Beatrice, which killed Beatrice because he had the virus in him. And uh, apparently everybody had thought it was before a dog licking her face and that she took morphine pills to, like, stop the virus from it's a happening. strange show. Yeah. Yeah. Then there were a lot of familiar tropes that they attend. There's, oh, it's yeah, not a super, say, yeah, not a super original show. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, just, like, from what I was seeing, like, it, just the whole entire fact that the plot would work where Apollon would come in and then be able to somehow make her way into the Apollon place. And then she starts like killing people and she's like taking him out. And the fact that three people in this completely guarded facility would somehow be able to do all of that. It's just yeah. unbelievable. In, in some of the posts, it's just like, if you try to apply any sort of logic to this, you're going to be disappointed. So you should just go in there and enjoy what you watch. Yeah. Um, they're underutilizing the premise because in season two, it didn't even rain, apparently. Like, it, there was there was hardly ever any rain, and it didn't sound like in this episode there was no, any No, there wasn't rain. any rain at all. Then again, this episode mostly took time during, like, a one day, like, a couple hours. So yeah. there's that, but... Because of these inconsistencies, though, none of the episodes have been rated very high on IMDb. They're all less than an 8. The one that you watched has a 6.4, and that's with 30,000 reviews. Not for that episode, but for the whole show. But for the whole show. Okay. So, yeah, that's quite a lot. One, uh, I'll end with the positives, though. Um, there's no zombies. Yeah. People are very happy about that. It's yeah, an overly saturated market. Yeah, to way just make, too. So, like, at least they made it creative in that route. Right. Um, it's hypothetically, because water can spread viruses, it's... It, 
at least not going so dumb that it would just not make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, I don't mean to edit or say this as a negative, but the fact that she jumps into a waterfall by the very end does kind of make its logic a little, yeah, you know, crazy. But yeah, I'm I'm not exactly going to go into the rest of the season, but um, if you are a hardcore fan, I haven't read any reviews who have been super happy with what happens next. That's strange you say that, because I, I feel like if you're a hard, hardcore fan of these young adult, like, TV shows, I would give it a try, but if you don't like it after the first episode, because I'm, I'm pretty no, sure... No, actually, people say ignore the first episode. I'm not even really? talking <laughs> wow, about okay. the first episode, because they're like, stick with it, blah, 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 blah. The second season isn't considered as good as the first season, but at least it's not the first episode because everyone pans the first episode. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, and I promised to get into Martin's backflash storyline, which people also have a problem with because in that one, he ends up feeling sympathy for this uh, lady who he allows past his sentry point, And she ends up infecting like a bunch of his other mil- military people and, yeah. <laughs> the, and gets them killed. Gene's storyline is he ends up suffocating someone he loves uh, to, to keep her quiet, even though the amount of time that he had his mouth over or his hand over her mouth or whatever wouldn't what have actually killed anyone. They, they've done that before in other TV shows like Lost. And I believe that Gene tries to kill Patrick and Martin in prior episodes, but they forgive him after a while. Yeah, so that's where the tragedy aspect comes into this show. There's a lot of people who die throughout the entire thing, kind of like The Walking Dead, but... The idea that you have Rasmus and Simone as sort of the basic foundry characters, like the ones who are the rocks. Yeah, the ones that don't You change. know that that's going to head towards uh, a big conclusion between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And almost like, who's going to win between the two of them? Yeah, I think that's what this season was kind of saying up for. Kind of like Westworld season three with Maeve. And, but uh, it's sad because Simone is the older sister, has always just cared about keeping her brother safe. Mm-hmm. So if it does come down to that then you have to know that the drama, at least, will be something to watch. Yeah. Even if you're not a fan of how the show ends it. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I think that'll cover our review for today, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next time. Thanks, and bye. Bye.